0: Greetings and welcome to the antithesis of Superwoman. I'm your host, former people pleaser and encouragement coach Von Fuller, and I am so excited that you are back with me here as we progress on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. The title of this episode is, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. All right, let's get into it. Again, welcome. As always, here are three important things I wanna share before we get started. One, I am not a licensed therapist. I am solely a person that wants you to live your best life. Two, I am a Christian, and while I will share personal experiences that are gonna involve my beliefs, I'm not going to force my beliefs on you in this podcast. And three, I am a woman, hence the podcast name, and I'm surrounded by a lot of women. So a lot of my examples will be a women. However, men, please know that I know we got supermen out there as well. And if you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, but feel like you can't say anything because you have to maintain a certain image, you are at the right place because this is a podcast for you. Okay, so now that we've gotten all the logistics out of the way, let's get into Sorry Miss Jackson. And I know that y'all know by the title what this is about. So, you know, I always keep it real with y'all. This week is a little different for me because I'm going to talk about something that's trending right now and buzzing in these chatty Cathy streets. Self-proclaimed relationship guru, Derek Jackson and his wife, Denaya Jackson. Now, I'm not sure if y'all noticed or not, but I don't usually talk about things like this when scandals happen or things are exposed or there's some sort of drama out in these interwebs. I typically stay away mainly for two reasons. One, I mind my own business and two, I mind my own business you don't know what is going on behind closed doors in people's lives especially relationships so to talk as if you know something for sure because someone let you in on a little clip or a little piece of their life or paparazzi took some pictures or whatever the case may be that's not giving you the whole story so i choose to just stay away from it That's their business, their life. I got enough going on in my business and my life to keep me busy where I don't have to be all up in theirs. Another reason is my goal is always to encourage people. And I feel like if I jumped on that bandwagon and talked about the latest gossip, how could I with a pure heart say that I encourage people when I'm either pointing fingers or talking about in a judgy way? Someone who, regardless of their status, is still a person. Vicky said, more money, more problems. And I haven't been on the other side to see whether that rings true or not for me. But I will say that regardless of how much money you have in the bank, nobody's life is perfect. So for me, it's just easier to stay away. But this situation right here. I'll admit, as a recovering superwoman and now self-proclaimed antithesis of superwoman, this triggered me. So if y'all don't know the situation, let me share. First, let's address who Derek Jackson is. I already said, you know, he's a self-proclaimed relationship guru and he started back around 2012 and now through YouTube and IG. In his books and speaking engagements, he has a huge following, over 1 million followers. His content is geared towards women, mainly Christian single black women. And he talks about how women should uphold high standards for relationships, not deal with men who can't treat them like a queen or who won't commit, who won't put God first and give them the ultimate respect, be able to provide, all those types of things. So... None of those things are bad. I don't disagree with this type of statements. But the problem is, unfortunately, his mouth was writing checks that his character could not cash. The very things he was telling women to not deal with and leave men over were the very things he was doing to his wife. It came out that he was cheating on his wife. One mistress came out and he denied it. He tried to discredit her, so then a the second one came out with more receipts, and then the third one came out with even more receipts right before he served her with a gag order. So with all those receipts, he finally decided to come out and be truthful about his infidelity. Because, I mean, what else could he do? Honestly, as terrible as I felt for his wife, I was not surprised. He would not be the first hypocrite in a world that capitalized off of their faux image, And unfortunately, he wouldn't be the first, and he's not going to be the last person to cheat in a marriage. So please know, though, I'm not downplaying infidelity at all. It is a serious betrayal and should be treated as such. Some relationships are able to make it through and others aren't, but either way, it causes a terrible rip in a delicate fabric that is a relationship. So I'm not downplaying that at all. All I'm saying is... I am not surprised but I can also say there's not a lot of things that surprise me anymore but I will say I was taken aback by how this was handled so what got me is what I think got everyone else that forced video that he put out with his wife it was truly hard to watch for me he's sitting there in a burgundy sweater or it may have been burgundy kind of um Maybe closer to a little bit of a purple. I don't remember exactly. But he's sitting there. Obviously, he was prepared for this video. And he has his wife in a black sweater and a black crochet beanie. It was not a bonnet. It was a beanie. And he looks like he got on more makeup than she does. It was so clear in the video that he had planned this all out. And he showed up prepared for the video. But almost seemingly like she didn't even know about it. Like he just sprang it up on her at the last minute. Quite honestly, just kind of seeing how he handled the video, it almost looked like he waited until he knew it was going to be wash day for her. And for those that don't know what wash day is, when I say wash day, I'm referring to a term used in a natural hair community because it usually takes a decent amount of time to do our hair. Hours. It can take hours out of your day. So we call it wash day. So for her, it was just a regular day, not a planned day for damage control. And the only reason I'm even mentioning her appearance is not because I thought something was wrong with it. I gladly throw on a beanie myself when I need to, and I also don't wear makeup, so I can absolutely relate to what she had on. She's a wife. She's a mama, too, which that alone can keep you extremely busy and leave little to no time for yourself. So she was probably just having a day where she was just running around doing things and didn't feel the need to dress up. And then he popped up and was like, hey, let's do this video so we can keep paying our bills. But here's my issue. I really think he intentionally wanted her to look a certain way to try and garner sympathy for himself. Knowing how cruel the internet is. So some people can be like, well, no wonder he cheated. He is all about image, branding, and marketing. So he knows what to do to look good for the camera. So how are you going to do all those things for yourself And none of those things for your wife make it make sense, Jesus. I'm just saying, if I had a husband who knew how to package people and things to look a certain way online, and he has me straight looking like amateur night at the Apollo, there's there's an issue. I'm going to think you did that on purpose. And honestly, he's so good at packaging that I really think it's one of the reasons why he's just now being exposed because he's been doing this since 2012. So this should have came out a long time ago. So just from the video alone, excuse my language, but I call BS on... This dude saying that everything is good and this, you know, this is old news pretty much because as someone who is said to be a believer, he certainly did not choose to cover his wife to protect his wife or set her up and uplift her for success with this video. It was all about him. And that's a problem. He used this woman as his superwoman to save his day and really, let's be real, ultimately save his coin while also leaving her exposed and vulnerable to the world intentionally as a desperate attempt to make himself look good. So in my opinion, he was just using her to be his superwoman while also setting her up to be villainized as the crazy one or the one that is not valued enough to not be cheated on. And a lot of his following, which thankfully I was never included in that number, didn't even know he was married before last year. Like, that's a problem if you're a relationship guru. People should know. He didn't really post her on his social media. And most people are saying that he didn't start posting her until this year because he was in a jam and needed to save face. Which, after seeing this video, I can absolutely believe that so i see the video which a lot of people did and i heard the additional details that came out in the q a and through the mistresses bringing receipts to the table and i said to myself self this is exactly why God told you to do this podcast, to encourage people so that they can love themselves enough to not settle for this type of behavior and truly expect and require the best for themselves because this right here is not okay. It's not. It's unacceptable. Because if you're acting this careless and this inconsiderate in a video, I can only imagine what you're doing in person when there's nobody looking and nobody there to judge you and nobody say that you are disingenuous and unloving towards her I can only imagine but honestly this podcast is for people like him too because it's obvious that he has some things that he needs to heal from So hopefully this podcast helps those with similar behaviors to his so they can heal too because he isn't like this because he had the perfect life. His behavior to me seems like the influence of trauma manifesting itself in a narcissistic, egotistical, and sociopath kind of way. Even if it's observed and learned behavior, that doesn't mean that it can't be trauma because they aren't mutually exclusive. Again, just my opinion. I'm not a professional. And I don't know this guy's life story, but that's what it comes across like to me. I think one of the reasons the video struck me so hard wasn't just the visible aspect, but how disingenuous it felt when I watched it. One of the things he kept saying was that this is old, they've already healed and gone through that process. But the body language, sis, the body language. The body language gave such a different story. Essentially, if they were on Maury, they would definitely be hearing the BS detective determined that was a lie because come on, son, come on. It was evident to everyone, which is why so many spoofs came out. So for him, he was holding her hand so tight. He was talking fast, like he was trying to hurry and get through the prepared statement. He wouldn't let her interject or didn't even address her really until he was done talking, which was a while because he talked a lot. And for me, one of the biggest issues was the lack of eye contact. He was so tunnel vision and laser focused on getting out what he wanted to say that he barely looked at her, the one that he committed these things to. He barely looked at her until the very end when he said, is there anything that you want to say or something like that? He said, and throughout the whole video, she was trying to give him the reassuring looks and the supportive eyes. And he ignored all of that or just blocked it out. Regardless, whichever one it was, it was wrong. And that stood out to me because, you know, if you're close to someone, you can actually feel when someone is looking at you. So I would think the feeling would be even stronger if you're married and sitting cheek to cheek like they were, but nope, he was just ignoring all those loving looks so he could get everything he wanted to get out, which to me just looked like she was being used as a prop and he really didn't care about her feelings. And for her, she was giving the reassuring looks to him, but Otherwise, she looked really uninterested and honestly irritated that she even had to be there. She was looking like she had other things she would rather do, but is trying to be that good wife. She's also one of those people that can't hide what she's thinking because it shows up on her face. I know that all too well. That is me. So there were some things that he said, and she was fighting the urge to give a full on eye roll. Like it was there, and then she tried to catch herself, like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> but we still saw it sis it's okay you deserve that arrow so like I said even though he kept saying they were over it and have already gone through it and made it through the other side clearly they are still working through the process or hopefully they are working through the process because I was so caught off by the video though I decided to go to her IG page now my mama call me nosy but I prefer the term inquisitive And after watching that apology video and their live Q&A afterwards, I was just genuinely curious as to her personality. She seemed like real. Like, that's the sense that I got from her watching the video, watching the Q&A. She seemed like she wasn't trying to fit into anybody's box. And if I'm being really real, she seemed like she was too real for him. So much so that even some of the things she said during the Q&A surprised him. She made a comment about before she turned her pain over to God, she was on some like, if I see this chick in the street type vibes, referring to one of his mistresses. And he was so surprised that he literally pulled all the way back away from her out of the camera shot. (laughs) I was like... I was like, oh, he didn't see that coming, huh? So I went on her IG page to see if I was right about my observations of her being real. And my thoughts based on my observations seemed accurate. But I was also thrown by how opposite she seemed from her husband. They say opposites attract, but I was shocked by how opposite. Like, she's very open and transparent on her page. And he is very guarded. He is very private. He is, I mean, well, now we know part of that is because he was trying to do his dirt or was doing his dirt. But they just seem so opposite. He seems way more concerned about image than she does. She seems more concerned about being honest and vulnerable and open. And you can tell through her being open and transparent on her page that there is a lot of hurt that she suffered in her life and that she is still working to heal from that. And her husband's actions have only added to that hurt, making it that much more difficult to work through and get to the other side on. So trigger warning letting you know now, you may want to put this on mute real quick, but trigger warning on her page, she shared that she was raped. And those were her words. After that traumatic experience of being physically taken advantage of, she then consented to sex, which made her feel terrible because she broke the purity vow that she made. And this to me was triggering on so many levels. First, Anytime your right to make a choice about your body and your life is taken away from you is traumatizing. Two, I was extremely concerned that she lumped her rape with her consent, almost as if she was using both of those experiences in her life to take blame for breaking the purity vow. I didn't see where there was a clear separation or clear delineation between those two. So to me, it came across as she was lumping those two things when talking about breaking her purity vow. Like sis, come on now, you cannot blame yourself for breaking a purity vow when your choice was stolen from you. And then thinking about the, the aftermath of that. The impact that that has on you mentally, emotionally, even physically. I mean, it's just ugh, traumatizing. But if I'm being real, looking at her page, that kind of seemed like a pattern taking on blame or internalizing blame. Because she also shared that she blamed herself for many years for her father's death, because she shared with him how she didn't feel treated the same as her siblings, presumably from a different mom. And shortly after that, he passed away. And she stated that her thoughts were, if she hadn't shared her honest feelings with him, that he would have fought harder to live. Now, I don't know the circumstances of his passing, but I do know that her blaming herself for his death because she shared her authentic feelings is so unhealthy and extremely sad. She also posts about her husband's infidelity without coming out specifically and saying that he cheated. But a lot of talk of the other women And a lot of talk about her and how she compared herself to them, tried to be more like them and obsessively studied them thinking that if she could perform how they perform, her husband would stop his cheating ways. I'm paraphrasing because her posts were super long, but essentially I did notice that a lot of it was what she could do and what the other women were doing and not what he did and what he had done wrong. I also noticed a part of her insecurity specifically with her husband is skin color. She talks a lot about not being dark enough. Like that was the one quality that she couldn't change about herself to compete with these other women that her husband was choosing to cheat with. Honestly, all that right there, just that topic alone is so layered. But in just her post completely saddened me. While I absolutely commend her and respect her for being willing to be so open and so truthful and so vulnerable, something her husband has yet to do, this trauma, this is trauma that anyone would need help to get through. And it seems like maybe she's not getting all of the help she needs it seems like she understands somewhat that she needs help and here's what I mean by that so she recognizes that low self-esteem is an issue for her or shall I say she recognizes that it was an issue for her because she mentions it in the past tense and she says she's better now because of God but clearly her actions her body language her posts are showing something else And while she may be better than she was, she is certainly not on the other side of healing yet. Doesn't mean that it can't happen, but here's my concern. Sometimes we use God as a crutch to keep us in something that God never placed us in, in the first place. Through our own hurt and our own broken places, we can easily end up in unhealthy situations because something glittered so good, we thought it was gold, but in reality, it was a painted pebble. We are so blinded by our skewed lens that all we can see is that it's something that seems so opposite of ourselves in all the right ways. For instance, if we're insecure and we don't love ourselves, we don't think we're attractive and super shy, and this person has enough confidence for the both of us and can command attention in any room and people talk about how good looking they are and that person is showing little old you some love and attention you think this must be right this must be what i'm supposed to be involved in so you put yourself in a situation with this person because for a moment being with them makes you feel better about yourself it's like validation that you are good enough until it isn't. And then when it isn't feeling good anymore, that's when you want to start pulling out the Bible and cherry picking scriptures to fit your desires. Probably the most used biblical reference that helps people justify why they stay in a bad situation is, God doesn't give you more than you can bear. But can we get biblical for just a second? That's not even what the scripture says. The scripture that references that most closely is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And what it actually says, okay, hold on. I got to read down. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Now that's the NIV version. But this scripture essentially talks about not letting you be tempted, keyword tempted, beyond what you can handle. And when you are tempted, always providing a way of escape so that you can free yourself from that temptation. So the word often used to justify staying in a bad situation and not working to change the situation, doesn't even fit the context that people use it for like really god is showing us in scripture that he's trying to provide a way of escape from falling into temptation of complacency temptation of fear temptation of low self-worth or master manipulators the list is endless we tend to use temptation as always a sexual or physical attraction thing but there is so many other pitfalls trust and believe the list Is endless of temptations and he is providing a way of escape for us. So instead of us using the scripture in context, we manipulate the scripture until it's unrecognizable so that we can use it to stay in a place where in our heart we know we're unhappy, we know it's unhealthy, but because of fear of the unknown, we decide to stay with the devil we know, then potentially run into worse ones that we don't know yet. And we've got to stop that. And we've got to stop these terrible catchphrases because truly, what if you leave the devil you know and actually run into an angel that you don't know? The fact that the old saying doesn't even give that as an option is telling of just how low our expectations as a society and a culture are, especially for Black women. It is time to do better. It is time to think and speak better. Because as you speak, if so, are you, right? That's the word too, right? This is somewhat what I saw on her page. She has thrown herself into her beliefs and has proclaimed a victory, which is the absolute right thing to do as a believer. However, your intent for doing it can't be to keep you in a situation as toxic because for a few months or even a few years, it fed your insecurities and made you feel better about yourself. You staying in a situation shouldn't be for value or image reputation self-worth it shouldn't be for any of those things it should always be because a genuine love and relationship because you feel God has placed you there to water and be watered what saddens me is that as a fellow believer she doesn't realize that God wouldn't want her to be so sad to be so heartbroken and for the source of her most current hurt to be from someone she made vows to and became one with in his name Mm mm-mm for instance, I noticed most of the time when she talked about herself on her page, it was to talk about things she felt were her flaws. But when she talked about her husband on her page, which was often, she talked about him like he was a god. So much so that I wondered if he was the one that wrote the content instead of her. Because I was like, this just can't be life. Honestly, in my mind, the jury is still out on whether he actually wrote those or not. Because if you go to her page, and you see it, and she really taught I mean, you want to talk about putting people up on a pedestal, and making people a God, come on, really, like she made him seem like he was just perfect. And like, she was just so unworthy of being in the presence of his perfection. And if she is indeed currently demeaning herself to the point where she's lowly and uplifting him up to the point where he's on one of the highest pedestals ever known to man it is clear that healing has not found her yet and as a quick side note can we as people be more weary about putting people on pedestals especially as christians because you absolutely run the risk of making that person or thing a god in your eyes and that's a problem So I know I got a little into the weeds with this one and maybe it's because it triggered me because I could just feel her heartbreak jumping through the page and through that apology video. But ladies, at the end of the day, what I wanted to focus on in this episode (laughs) was to love ourselves. Please recognize that you being a whole woman and showing up for yourself consistently will enable you to do way more than any superwoman could ever do. Because while she is positioned to show up for everyone else, it's requiring her to neglect the very person who needs her the most, herself. And if you choose to keep that cape on and continue to neglect yourself under the guise of being super, Eventually, that consistent neglect is going to render you weak, powerless, and unable to truly do anything for anyone. And then it's going to be you who needs the saving. And I want to also be clear that I'm not advocating for Miss Jackson to leave her husband. That's the decision between the two of them. It's their lives, their marriage. They are but one very public example of what we've witnessed time and time again. And for some of us, what we may have actually lived through ourselves. Insecurities and lack of self-worth can lead you to some dark alleys that will leave you robbed of all the best parts of yourself that others saw the value in, but you couldn't. And in order to get a good deal on the best parts of you, they made you believe that there was no value in it. Just as an example of what I'm trying to say, essentially you had something that was worth hypothetically trillions and they negotiated you down or led you to believe that it was only worth pennies. And I don't think that it will even take six degrees of separation to be able to find a similar situation. So I'm not telling her or I'm not advocating for her to leave. Like I said, that's their personal life. That's their decisions. But what I am saying to her and anyone else who is suffering from insecurities, low self esteem and a lack of self love, that you owe it to yourself to invest in yourself learn to love yourself and pour into yourself. And I know sometimes it's hard to even know what that looks like if you haven't done it before. And maybe you haven't seen it before as an example. So let me give you a couple things that it can look like. So you just understand a little bit better what I'm trying to say. It can look like you making yourself a priority. So making time for you to do what you want to do. Not what you have to do for everybody else. Not what someone asks you to do or not what you are trying to do for an additional stream of income, but what you actually want to do because it brings you joy. It brings you happiness and it makes you feel good. Point blank, period. It can also look like setting boundaries, implementing boundaries, and then standing firm on those boundaries. And I say all those things because you're going to need all those things, especially the standing firm, because people are going to push back. There's going to be pushback. If you're someone that doesn't typically have boundaries and all of a sudden you're like, okay, I have these boundaries. I'm implementing these boundaries now. They're going to be people like, "Uh, excuse you, you haven't had boundaries for 45 years and now all of a sudden you're trying to have boundaries? Mm -mm. There's going to be some people that are going to push back. Stand firm on your boundaries. It's for your own emotional and mental safety and protection. And it's also going to be good for them because it's going to teach them how to treat you moving forward. Let's just be real. It could also look like setting your standards for yourself instead of adopting standards that were given to you because standards are not a one-size-fits-all. So it is better that you determine what you want as your own personal standards versus just adopting what you've seen, what you've heard, or what you've been taught should be the standard. And this one I'm a huge advocate of, going to counseling. I'm telling you, self-love looks like going to counseling. Get in therapy to help with tools to heal the hurt that you haven't been able to do for yourself. Because I I think we have an issue, especially as some believers, where we feel like you cannot be a true believer and go to therapy because then you don't believe and God is just going to fix everything. Uh. If God provides doctors for our medical purposes, then why can't God provide doctors for our emotional and mental purposes? Hello? There's nothing about therapy that isn't God like. There's actually a scripture, and I should have looked it up so I could have had it for you guys, but there's actually a scripture about going to counsel. And it's not talking about going to wise counsel in the church, because those are the elders. It specifically talks about going, um, seeking wise counsel. I will try to find that scripture for you guys, but I believe it actually talks about it in the Bible. So it is so important, and it's just a tool to help you live your best life. Another way that you can absolutely show some love to yourself is giving yourself grace. Remember that no one is perfect. You're going to be bound to slip up every now and then, but don't give up on yourself and don't beat yourself up over it. Just keep pushing and keep moving forward. And then work on becoming whole. That's going to require you to know who you are outside of your job, outside of your relationships, outside of your kids, if you have kids, essentially, who are you without the titles, without the positions. And then once you discover who that person is outside of all those roles, take some time to determine if you actually like that person. And if you don't, get to work on how you can both like and love that person. There's no judgment if you realize that you don't really like who you are outside of all those things. Don't judge yourself for that. Give yourself grace, but then put in the work to be the person that you love being. My entire goal with this podcast is to encourage you to prioritize yourself so that you can stay on a path of living your best life. And there's just absolutely no way you can take permanent residence on Live Your Best Life Street if you haven't first traveled there via self-love highway. And I know that's corny, (laughs) but I couldn't think of anything else. And I'm really serious about this matter. Self-love, self-confidence, self-esteem, self-worth. These are all prerequisites to getting to your best life. And know that just because others may try to devalue you, that actually has no real impact on your actual value. A diamond has exponential value in the mine and in the jewelry store. But we all know there are way more people that will recognize its value in the jewelry store than in the mine. But just because everyone doesn't recognize its beauty and its worth in the mine doesn't make it less valuable. So don't let what others can't see block you from seeing what's really there. And if you don't get anything else from this episode, please know that you are worth receiving only the best, the best love, the best consideration, respect, provision, protection, the list goes on. You deserve the best of it all, not just in word, but in action. And with that, it's time to move on to our weekly segments, the encouragement challenge, the beacon of encouragement, and the encouragement quote. Your encouragement challenge this week is do a self-love assessment. Write what self-love looks like in practice to you, and then see if you're actually doing any of those things. And if you're not, it's okay. Give yourself grace. But Get that list going and pick one thing from that list, at least one thing from that list, and do it for yourself. Next, we have this week's Speaking of Encouragement. This week, we are celebrating Lizzo. Lizzo is a singer, a writer, a rapper, a flutist, and originally from the It's so cold in the deep, Detroit. <laughs> One time for Detroit, Michigan, y'all. Lizzo is a queen of self-love and body positivity. No matter your appearance, no matter your size, no matter anything. She is all about loving yourself. I absolutely love how she uses her platform to encourage others to love themselves right where they are. It is truly beautiful. I love to see people who have already built up strength and endurance in a particular area offer their wisdom and encouragement freely to others. Like I just, that just warms my heart up. So thank you Lizzo for being a beautiful person inside and out who is intentionally using her influence to help women and men truly love themselves. Maybe for the first time, we don't even know. It's an honor to have you as a sweet beacon of encouragement. So cheers to giving you your flowers right now. If you'd like to nominate a Beacon of Encouragement of your own, feel free to contact me on my website at www.antithesisofsuperwoman.com and submit your nomination. Remember, a Beacon of Encouragement is anyone who has encouraged you in life. They deserve a spotlight, so let's give them one. Okay, now to the encouragement quote. Owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we'll ever do. By Brene Brown. And with that, I want to thank you all for joining me on this week's episode. I am oh so grateful that y'all are still rocking with me here as we grow on this journey of living our best lives without the cape. As always, know that I do not take it for granted. If you enjoy spending time with me talking self love, then join the Encouragement Fam. We're here with open arms. Like, subscribe, and follow on any platform where podcasts are found. Remember to rate five stars and review. Can't wait to meet you back here next week for an all new episode. You won't want to miss it. If you have encouragement topics you want me to discuss, a beacon of encouragement you want to nominate or questions you want answered, feel free to reach out to me on my website at www.antithesisofsuperwoman.com. That's A-N-T-I-T-H-E-S-I-S-O-F dot ncom No spaces. If you have Instagram, follow me at antithesis underscore of underscore superwoman. And with that, I will see you on my quick tips on IG. And I will talk to you guys next week. And remember, no cape, no cap. Bye.